the hot Asian white thing was cool maybe the first time they did it, you know, and you kind of let maybe let the racism of it slide, you know, because it's his wife. But beyond that, it's like it's, it's just some white dudes who think they're funny, but they're only other funny to like other corny white dudes. Go ahead on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether describe our facts are interrupted by quotes, cease the bullshit with live votes, just like watch puts the juice through amps. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 50th, 55th edition of the Slam Bros Show. It's your boy, the Bowman One Two L, and as always, I'm joined by Illyc the Chimp. Illa, what's good? It's a celebration, bitches. We made it. We made it. The devil, the haters, the bloggers, the papers, the labels, they label me. But they can't relate to I struggle, my nigga. We came up from slavery. Apologies go out to all of my fans Cause they waited so patiently This one is for all of the lost and forgotten Black angels that pray for me It's a season 2 Of the Slam Bros So that means we got all kind of goodies As we kick it off with this Money in the Bank Preview show But you know over the coming months You're gonna, you're gonna hear a, a few different things Stylistically, a few different different saws You know we're gonna talk with accents For no reason whatsoever we're going we're gonna to change it. We're just going to keep you guessing, you know, keep you on your toes, keep you bouncing around a ring like a cruiserweight. But thank you for rocking with us. We appreciate you. Um, we definitely, definitely want to get more user interaction, submit questions, match of the week, uh, can, you know, post candidates and things of that nature. So holla at us, players. Yo, Hodge, boys, this is the celebration again. Um... We're gonna celebrate before before we get this money back. Got a few little business. Uh, Ill, I don't think you watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Dominion. I do not, sir, but I'm uh, sure you do because you are the fanatic. Oh man, that was a that was a great show. It was so great that I couldn't watch Raw on Monday because it was just highlighted how awful WWE wrestling is. Um. But instead of giving you a full recap of New Japan, uh, even if I know a lot of people seeing the results now, but even still, you can read the results, but you just need to go watch it. Um, man, they had, yo, Mysterio was there, uh, teaming up with uh, Jushin Sunger Light, Thunder Liger, taking on like Marty Skull, Cody Rhodes, and, um, you know, just put those guys in a, in a mess. Uh, over there, um, Skull is just a good heel, just just a just a a good heel. If you if you haven't heard already, Chris Jericho won the IWGP International uh, title over there from New Japan, so That's he true. is now a ten-time Intercontinental Champ, nine times from the E. One time from New Japan Pro Wrestling. A title I didn't even know existed. What? Congratulations, no. Chris Jericho. It's their number two belt. Their belt, excuse me. Uh, but um, Chris Jericho came out dressed like the dude from a crockwork orange. <laughs> and um, when, he, when he took on Naito, he jumped Naito before Naito could even finish his entrance. Like, Naito was still in his suit and tie. And Jericho was jumping on him. And uh, just, like, crazy heel work uh, by Jericho right now. I don't think anyone was expecting Jericho to win the belt. I don't think anyone was expecting Jericho to wrestle back uh, with New Japan again. Because, you know, he just wore the greatest Royal Rumble, a.k.a. the greatest house show ever. You know, um like a month ago and he said oh, i'm pretty much done and then he shows up and, he, and he's got a belt now so 
we'll see where this goes. Jericho's saying that he's 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 not gonna wrestle in the U.S. because he doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds him. You know, um, uh, so don't expect him at any like Ring of Honor events or um, any big indie shows. He's not gonna be an All In. Uh, he is saying that hey. I'm getting paid like six figures per match now. So you're not messing up my money. Vince is like Devo. You know, when he leaves, I start international wrestling. <laughs> when he comes back, you know, I'll be with the WWE again. So like, yeah, he's he's getting paid, man. So also it was it was just a, a good intense match. Like, um it came down, um, you know, he got the early early jump on NATO, but then um, you know, he started fighting back. But it was still too much at the end because, you know, got beat down for like 10 minutes. And so, uh, but even Jericho had to cheat to win. Um, he kind of spun the ref around. And when the ref was trying to compose himself, he hit uh, Naito with the, the nut shot. The, you know, uh, Shinsuke's finishing move right now. Hit him with the low blow. And then from there, he went to the cold breaker and, uh, you know, got the belt. And then after that, he continued the heel move. When he took off his weight belt, his weightlifting belt, <laughs> and started to whip Naito with it. Naito, excuse me. Naito with the belt. And then uh, Evil, a uh, wrestler from um, uh, Naito's uh, stable, had to come and make the save. But it was just like, damn, man. Damn, Jericho. So uh, it was it was good stuff. But really, the main event is what everyone is talking about was the uh, Kenny Omega Versus Okada, uh, two out of three falls, epic that went down, which was just like it was one good wrestling, it was good storytelling, it was just good everything. These fools wrestled for over an hour. Illin. Ric um, Flair would be proud. the The first pinfall did not happen until thirty minutes into the match. Okay. Uh, when I tell you this was like genius storytelling, it's like the things that Vince McMahon dreams he could do with Roman Reigns, and it's uh, it's it's what he dreams. Uh, Brock Lesnar's title reign looks like. Uh, uh, Okada has not been pinned twice in over two years. His title reign was like seven hundred seventeen days. All right. Um, he's defended that New Japan heavyweight championship more times than anybody. He's taken on all comers and hit him with that Rainmaker clothesline all the time, knocking him out. Um, Okada, you know, 50 Cent's got that line. I decided that being broke was against my religion. Well, that's Okada in pins. All right. He just does not get pinned. All right. It's against his religion. So to pin him twice would be unthinkable and Kenny Omega had to come through he had overcome a lot of things he's got you know instability and bullet club um he had his own self-doubts that he had to deal with um you know he didn't have the young bucks in his corner he did have Kota Ibushi in his corner which kind of you know factored into the title fight um Omega busted out like everything he busted out a stylist class you know, shout out to AJ Styles. He he busted out the coup de gras. Shout out to Finn Balor. You know, he even busted out the Phoenix Splash. Obushi's finishing move. All trying to, you know, take out Okada. But Okada would not go down. But um, the one thing he had in his arsenal, which Okada has not kicked out of, is Kenny's finishing move, the one-winged angel. Which, uh, you know, he got him. He got him, man. So uh, they wrestled for an hour. Just if you you haven't seen the match, um, Access Television they do select replays eventually. So I I guarantee Access will be showing um, replays of the Minion sometime in the near future. But even still, you can just go to New Japan World. Um, you know, sign up. It's it's like ten dollars a month. Um, you have Dominion, which is a great show, and then also the G1 special is happening, like in two weeks anyway. 
So if you actually want to see what good wrestling looks like, you know, it's a good way to spend your $10. I'm just saying. It sounds like it. You seem quite um, enthused. Yeah, it was, it was, I was like watching this. I was like, damn, man, I honestly don't know how this match is going to go. And sadly, and now you have to watch Money in the Bank. Now I have to. I have to. Sadly. Well, yeah, it's it's very sad. But we at least have this small intermission before Money in the Bank where we catch up with and we check in with our own international superstar, our own most interesting man in pro wrestling. LR, are you ready? No, fuck. <sighs> yes, he did something else. I, I've, I've got to stop being surprised by this. I really have. You know, I, I didn't see anything. I mean, the show rundown, there's no mention. I thought, okay, you know, we've made it. But it wouldn't be a, a Slam Bros special occasion without an appearance by your main man. Please continue. Last event, Charles. Hey, Alberto, Albertron, he's so amigos. When we last left, our hero was joining the brotherhood that is America, passing his citizenship exam with, you know, flying colors. We cannot confirm this. We haven't seen the actual test papers. But with flying colors and handing the judge a replica championship belt. I also cannot confirm if he actually let the judge keep that belt. That's one thing we don't know. There's a possibility he just said, hey, take a picture with this, but I'm going to need this back. <laughs> there's there's that possibility. Uh, but this week, uh, Alberto has reappeared. Uh, yo, Ella, this is a name you probably have not seen in a while. But he's wrestled his old nemesis, Jack Swagger, in some what? random... yes. <laughs> yes this feud this uh i guess classic feud from a bygone era has been reignited with alberta opatron wrestling jack swagger in some random arena well alberto's coming up in the world <laughs> Hey, look! It was my it was my understanding that uh, Jack Swagger was supposed to be training for a possible amateur MMA career. Um, and if anything, it's got to end up better than CM Punk. Let's, let's be honest, because <laughs> Swagger seems he's gonna start Yo, from the bottom, work his way up. Okay. Aside here, I didn't watch the CM Punk match, but because I caught like the end of the UFC, but I mean, I'm hearing he just got washed like. Please detail what happened in the CM Punk UFC squabble because I didn't catch it. So I mean, apparently it was a bad show for everybody. Like uh, Dana White, uh, his commentary in the match was it was so bad that uh, that even the guy he he fought uh, Jackson is not fighting again in the UFC. Saying as far as he's concerned, he's two and zero. Basically, it was like a. A continuation of the the golf fight. Um, Punk looked a little better, but his punches lacked power and accuracy, just kind of flailing. And uh, Jackson just seemed to be floating through the entire event, uh, failing to just finish the fight. And it looked like he just kind of carried it through three rounds to a decision. Uh, Punk was winded. Uh, Just, you know, just... It just looked like... You know, very sloppy fight, and a lot of you know hardcore fans were like, "Man, this was on the main card. Like, how is this not on like Ultimate Fighter or like the pre-show?" And and um, the irony being is like, you know, Dana White was mad about the match, but yo, you did book that fight. You know, yeah, because I've never thought. I mean, Dana White was like, "Yo, Punk is terrible the first time," and he never really give him that kind of play. He was just. It just wasn't wasn't there, so, so I was surprised a couple weeks ago when it popped up. Like, oh yeah, CM it, Punk. It was Chicago. They wanted to sell some seats. 
So, um, but White's like, yo, you know, I like him. He's a good guy. What well, he's thirty nine, and he probably needs to figure out something else to do. He's not fighting the UFC again. Um, and then also he shit on Jackson for winning, which I thought was like hilarious at the same time. Um, he shit on the winner for winning. Yeah, because he ain't went hard enough. He ain't went hard enough. Um, Eli, I will. T- I will tell you this. Um, zipping right back to Alberto, the homie Alberto seems to support the idea of LeBron going to the Spurs. What? That is where um, Alberto retweeted a Photoshop of LeBron wearing a Spurs jersey. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I've seen LeBron in all kinds of uniforms over the uh, past week or so. So, yeah. People want the Kang. They want the Kang. And I ain't mad at him, you know. LeBron James. The funniest thing thing ever was the uh, unaired Saturday Night Live sketch of the other oh Cavaliers. The other Cavaliers. That's with Donald Glover. That was hilarious. And given the outcome of the NBA playoffs, very accurate. Pretty accurate. <laughs> LeBron James carried some scrubs to the NBA cha- to the NBA t- uh, finals, and then you know everything fell apart after J.R. Smith's boneheaded maneuver. Oh it's man, a, the thing of nightmares, man. Hey, maybe um, it just hit me. Alberto runs a, a fighting promotion. Well, if he calls up his friend CM Punk, be like, "Hey, you want more shot?" <laughs> There's a low possibility, but like, hey, yo, maybe CM Punk comes fights for Combat in Americas. Wow. Well, I mean, that would be appropriate and i could actually see that happening um see you know it could be the only shot cm punk has and i've never even i mean alberto was supposed to either run it or i've never seen alberto in like a ufc style fight or even heard of it occurring so i I mean he's an amateur he's got a mixed martial arts record um a winning record at that too Mm. Uh, yeah so okay i mean the thing is with Punk, I think a lot of people feel like, hey, this career would have worked better if you had more fights under your belt and you did some amateur fights, you know? Uh, you know, I'm not mad at him. He followed his dreams. He got a UFC. Um, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's not easy work. I mean, getting punched in the face for real is not easy work. But I feel like if he had a little bit more practice, he might have a better showing. The best way to do that is to go get punched in the face. <laughs> um, so, but if hey, if he wants to keep fighting, if he wants to get at least one win under his belt, you know, knock it down. You know, uh, Bellator will take you. It'll take anybody. Um, WWE might take him back. Oh God! Oh, I don't even want to. They don't mind if you got washed in other. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> they don't oh, care man. I was thinking about that too if he comes back like his perception is yo you 2-0 and o, homie you two, like, you no. Know the oh, no 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 uh, 0-2 oh so you're right you're right you're 0-2 excuse me like the Stephanie McMahon character is just gonna just mention out her smirk and it's not it's, it's gonna even be like like in character it's gonna be like mm, well punky Oh God! Yeah, oh yeah, because if he came back, I mean, they did some dumb stuff with Brock when he came back. He had won, and he came back and he loses to John Cena. Imagine what would happen if CM Punk comes. They are going to run through him. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be like a, a college frat house. It's just like, you know, anybody's going to get over the B team. Um, yeah. Kurt Hawkins, like they all going to get over on Punk just for them to. F- 
just for them to mess with him. So nah, I don't. And, and then, after you know, there was they, the, the allegations, there's nothing confirmed, nothing proven, but there's allegations that they helped the the doctor, you know, fund the lawsuit against Punk and Cobana, the civil suit. You know? Which which congratulations, uh, Punk did win that. At least he won his lawsuit, so he's capable of winning. Just I mean, he is you no, know, not the, in a fight. Ella, the funniest thing, like from the closing testimony of that court case, was when you know the doctor was saying it's a defamation case, and his reputation was ruined essentially because of that podcast. And Punk's defense team, uh, in their closing statements, asked the doctor, "What is your reputation worth to Mike Clitoris?" <laughs> because there was a twitter user that you know tweeted the doctor saying ah doctor whatever you suck you could have gotten you know cm punk killed you're garbage right the doctor used that in the case and they presented that like what is your representation worth to mike clitoris that's on record mike clitoris what's up (laughs) (laughs) damn so yeah it it was funny too because we're gonna get we're gonna get the money in the bank right now but like just reading the civil suit and them having to explain to the judge and the jury what kayfade is how the royal rumble works like kane testified and he testified in a court trial that he illegally eliminated Punk from the Rumble. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Kane was in this? Yes, he was a witness uh, because Kane was who eliminated Punk from the you know the 2014 Rumble. And you know, a lot of it was like he was concussed at the time. So they were, they were talking about the mechanics of like what a potato was, like what wrestling was, what whose character was, what he did. How he illegally eliminated Punk from the Rumble. I remember seeing some headline that um, CM Punk reveals under under uh, under oath what CM stands for, and it was just like <laughs> just the ridiculousness of it, you know, chick magnet was, Punk. Yeah, but it's, it's it was ridiculous. Like just reading. Because it's a court, so you have to explain your under or if they're explaining all these things. So they're explaining the matches are fake. <laughs> they're like, yes, we know who's gonna win uh beforehand, and they're and they're they're explaining things like gorilla position. Like, no, it's not a gorilla there, but they're just saying like who sits there and and uh <laughs> like yeah. So it was just like, yeah. If you want some comedy, just go look at some of the uh, the transcripts from the, the court day because it's like they're arguing the size of the fruit, like the infection, like how big was it? It was a fruit. Like what type of fruit? <laughs> oh man, we laugh now, man. But like legal proceedings are whatever. I right, ready? Money in the bank, 2018. Oh my god. The WWE has no respect for your time. They're now starting an hour earlier at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. time. Illa, why is this pay-per-view starting an hour early? Because they're trying to milk more of your time? I have no idea. I mean, it's on uh, WWE Network, which is free, basically. I mean, if if you're paying for it, I guess good for you. You don't have friends? But um, I have no idea. It's not, I guess they try to make it a bigger deal now, Money in the Bank, or, you know, they. I don't know. I don't, I don't actually know why they would do that. Uh, my thing is, okay, it's an hour early. Is that the pre-show? So does that mean the pre-show is now at like 5.36? And then shows at 7? How long are these damn matches? Is it, like, I don't think anyone's ever been satisfied with a five-hour, four-hour WWE event. No one's been like, ah, that's amazing. <laughs> Well, if it's good, I've always said, you know, if anything is good, for me personally, I can I can deal with it for whatever length of time. It's just you only notice it when it's crappy, you know, <laughs> and that's the thing. 
So, but because of the way WWE works, they like front load cards so that everything up top is going to be shorter. And then the stuff on the end is going to be longer with the exception of like Goldberg and Lesnar matches. Um, you kind of know, okay, this is going to get a half an hour, 40 minutes or whatever. And I think it should be more parody, you know, and let some of the other, the earlier matches kind of get their energy, but they, they're trying to control crowd reaction and crowd flow. So certain moves can't be performed early on or certain things can't happen or you can't blade or, you know, different things. So they want to have a bigger impact for the main events. But I mean, so it it can work, but it just kind of depends on what they're actually serving up as a product and the content of the match themselves. Okay. All right. So we have a card here. We're going to do a prediction. Uh, we don't know if this is the actual match order, but we're just going to go down what they're selling. All right, so they have announced this for the kickoff show. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This is on a kickoff show. Illa? So what brothers are coming out on top? Bludgeon Brothers. Easy. It's another squash? Uh, I don't think it's going to be a squash. I think the, the Good Brothers are going to get a little bit of offense in, but they have squandered them since they've been here from New Japan. Um, the closest they've gotten to doing something right was getting them with AJ for the um, Bullet Club and then getting them with um, Finn for Balor Club because that's where they got a lot of their draw and their appeal from as, as the Bullet Club. So that's how it's been, but they haven't really done much with them. And Anderson and Gallows are cool for what they are, but, you know, they're a little... Less vanilla than um, the revival or whoever those little boring ass oh, suckers are that you like. <laughs> but this is this is the Bludgeon Brothers easy. I right, question: Does Carl uh, Anderson's hot Asian wife make her first canon WWE appearance? I think not. Okay, all right, not time yet. Um, yeah, I don't understand. They they repackage, you know, Luke Harper and. Luke Harper and what's the other guy's name again? Eric Rowan. They repackage them as these squash guys, but then you almost forget they are dope tag team wrestlers. Think of all those Wyatt wrestling match. You know what I'm saying? Like they can put on. They don't need to just be squashing. They can. You'll let them go. So I hope that I hope you're right that they they actually get to wrestle. It's not just a squash. The secret is no one watches the kickoff shows. And they tend to be actually good matches. So well, people are like, yeah. But you have to, like, the, the Bludgeon Brothers can actually wrestle. And I think they finally, you know, when they were the Wyatt family, more focus was on Bray. And I think now that they have, as a tag team, a gimmick that works. So it's kind of like um, <clears throat> in, Degeneration, in uh, Degeneration X, where you had New Age Outlaws. As a team, people liked them already. You know, so it worked for them. And it's, it's kind of like the the um, not the stable philosophy. If you start as a stable and then you break off, it gets difficult if you don't have that built in following. Like if 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 Luke and Eric had come in, had been established as tag teams and then they teamed up with Bray, then they would have a better shelf life and a better response. or They would have had a better response early on. So that's why they kind of went through so many so many issues trying to find the right packaging because once you broke them up from Bray their identity was tied into Wyatt family you know you didn't know them as anything but these goofballs from the Wyatt family but now that they're the Bludgeon Brothers and they have their own identity and they're kind of being they're kind of being able to leave Wyatt family alone and being able to shine on in their own right now you can really see them for what they are and if they actually let them wrestle it's even better because they can actually go in the ring okay all right, so I think I think the Bludgeon Brothers are gonna probably keep their titles because they haven't done anything. Um, put the Good Brothers back with AJ. They see that's the thing. Like they show up randomly with like their allies, and then they break them apart again. Like they brought them together with like Finn for a little bit, you know, as you mentioned, and then also <clears throat> even for the Nakamura thing, they brought them together a little bit for the Nakamura thing, and then you remember. Carl Anderson got kicked in the nuts, and we, and then he got, you know, Kinshasa, and we haven't mentioned it since. So, um, yeah, but 
I mean, they don't. The WWE didn't know what to do with them. That's the thing. <clears throat> they don't know what to do with um, uh, the Good Brothers, so they're just kind of floundering, and they pop up whenever they want. They're on their, you know, they're the trailer park trash equivalent of the affirmative action squad. They're there to come in and, you know, help out, like you said, help out our actual guy we have an interest in, the one we're actually um, backing and pushing, your Finn or your AJ, and then you can go back into obscurity, and we don't know what happened to you for, like, the last three weeks until you show up again. And then they're also a team that they wrestle all right. You know, they're a little, they're well, they're well past their prime, but. Not well past their prime. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're not well past their prime, man. Yeah, particularly, it's just sad. Uh, they, they, partic- it's particularly WWE style, particularly is just such a lower work world. Nah, man. Yeah, it's the WWE style. They're not even doing a third of what they did in New Japan. That may be true, but also they just don't have the entertainment value. They aren't as funny as they think they are. The hot Asian wife thing was cool, maybe the first time they did it, you know, and you kind of maybe let the racism of it slide, you know, because it's his wife, but. <laughs> beyond that it's like it's, it's just some white dudes who think they're funny but they're only other funny to like other corny white dudes so it's just not working you know it's, it's not clicking they don't have that natural charisma alright so let's let's go to another uh, white guy that doesn't have that natural charisma Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan I'll be remiss if I did not mention this, but on SmackDown, these fools remissed, remissed, remiss. These fools, um, they put Big Cass. So Big Cass's whole thing is like he he did this promo on SmackDown, another terrible Big Cass promo, and they stuck him next to like a ruler, with the height thing. But here's the problem: they exposed Big Cass as not really being seven feet tall. His whole thing is. Him seven feet tall, but next to the ruler, he was closer to six nine, six ten, which is not seven feet. Indeed, but we know what that is. Well, why did they have Hashtag to stay on the shoebox? W W E Logic. They should have had him somebody, stay on the shoebox. Somebody in creative was like, "Yo, I got this great idea." <laughs> you know, he had everybody huddle up. And then he laid it out. And it's going to go over perfect. It's awesome. Not thinking. Big Cass is not actually seven feet tall. He was drinking his own WWE Kool-Aid and got caught out there. They they could have... They could have angled the camera just a little bit too. Just to make Cass look taller. Like so many things they could have done. Like tighten up that shot. But... <clears throat> Mm. Anyway, yeah, so expose him. Yeah, Daniel so we Bryan, got big cast versus Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan wins this match. I I don't know. They're trying to make big cast a thing. So I WWE loves their shenanigans, and Daniel Bryan, uh, he's already got one win over Cast, and you know WWE likes to have rematches for rematches. So nah, unless they I, bring I Enzo back to interfere with this, I'm don't like. Enzo is making terrible rap videos right now and is probably going to catch another charge because he can't keep his mouth shut. Um, but all right, so you're thinking Brian, easy? Easy. I think, are they, they're in Chicago, aren't they? No, where are they? Yeah, they're in Chicago. Alright, so it's a wrestling city. Like like if Big Cass wins, like Chicago's gonna gonna definitely shit on that. Definitely. Definitely. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if shenanigans is this match. Cause uh you know, Big Cass cannot beat Dana Bryan in a wrestling match. Uh let's see. Well, I'm fig they would probably open with another match. Uh, well, no, this one could open. This one. No, nah, I feel like they're gonna open with either one of the two like money in the bank matches. That's what they tend to do. Ah, true. Because they're not gonna go back to back. True. Well, I don't know. This would probably maybe kick. Well, okay, I can see that. 
right, what's next on the card? All right, so we got Nia Jax versus uh, Ronda Rousey. Hall of Fame, UFC Hall of Famer, Ronda Rousey. You know, going into this, I was thinking Ronda was going to get the strap. But what I'm thinking now is that Nia is going to retain because of shenanigans where like Ronda's going to have a good showing, a good outing. She's going to give Nia that work. And it's going to be like some fluke that allows Nia to win. Like she's going to like get counted out or she's going to roll over. It's going to be something, um, some kind of shenanigans that allows Maybe Ronda gets the victory, but Nia retains a championship type of scenario. Or um, if she does beat her, it's going to be because she's going to like, you know, um, maybe Ronda makes her pass out and she falls on top of her or something and gets a pinfall. But, you know, he's like some, <laughs> something weird where like Ronda couldn't get Nia's ass off of her. You know, some, some weird scenario where you know Ronda gave her that work and she should have won, but she just... You know, it just didn't work out. I, they did the thing on Monday where Ronda put her in the arm bar and Nia could not get out of it, um, which has kind of been, you know, whatever. Maybe there's shenanigans with Natty. You know, Natty's been like a big. Oh, yeah. That could be where you know? maybe Natty turns on her. Like Natty, who always turns on everybody. Surprise, surprise, turns on Ronda. Wait, but then, hmm. Because if that's Natty's nice friend, but if that because Natalia's in the Money in the Bank match, so if that was going to happen, they would have to have the women's Money in the Bank match start the show off, and then Natty not win, and then maybe get mad and come and interfere in either interfere in the Ronda match and like cost her the championship because she's like like, yeah something like like yeah she's trying to help Ronda but inadvertently causes you know referee distraction or something like that. Yeah, something like, or I mean, she she maybe she wins the match and wants to cash in on Nia, or she turns on Ronda. She's like that jealousy angle. I don't want you to be the champ. That could maybe be something that happens. But um, but Natty's uh, I can yeah, yeah. There's a Natty factor, but some kind of shenanigans comes out. You know, she comes out. Um, ambitious of rider starts playing. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Natty runs out. Like, oh, Natty's here. Who's she gonna help? And then she screws over whoever. And, you know, she's like, You didn't hug me when my leg was hurting last week. And I know I couldn't remember what leg was hurting, but still, it's besides the point. <laughs> Natty forgot she had a working injury. Oh my god. Um, I really can see them putting the belt on Rhonda just because she's now got the. They just want that press, they want those SEO hits, you know? Like, Ronda's going to the Hall of Fame for UFC, and now she's WWE champion in her second matchup. You know, like, they like to do these things. I so mean, I could, see, I could right. see that I could see that happening, too, because I wouldn't put anything past WWE, but I'm trying real hard <laughs> to give them a bit of credit. They're never going to do the interesting thing. Never. All right, we got uh, another women's title match. Carmella versus Oscar for the SmackDown's Women's Championship. I easily see Carmella retaining against Oscar. Um, shenanigans, definitely, but they've basically bungled the handling of Oscar since the Charlotte Flair thing. Actually, going into it, so and I don't see the interesting angle really um, coming out of it. So. I think, the- Coming out of this one, for me, this is the one match that makes sense after the Money in the Bank match. I can really see whoever wins the women's Money in the Bank match, if they're a SmackDown person, coming in and cashing in on whoever. So, say if Asuka wins, Carmella does some nonsense, does some shenanigans, uh, leaves Oscar's defenses down. Asuka, not Oscar. Uh, Asuka's defense down and then cashes in on Asuka you know yeah I mean this could be a match where it could become a triple threat where they cash in like I could see if, if Charlotte or somebody won that they would cash in and make it a triple threat match and then just wrestle the match fairly but 
I just don't know. Um, I just don't see Oscar getting the win, though. I don't see something. I don't see something positive happening for Oscar, which sucks because Oscar's my girl. But Carmella's actually been a pretty decent heel champion, so it would kind of ruin her mojo for her not to have the title. You know, having the title has actually enhanced her character greatly. I know that's like the WWE thing. Like they put titles on people to like enhance their wrestlers. It's the complete opposite of like New Japan. Like wrestlers enhance those those titles. Like they mean something because of who has them. Well, know? but even then, I mean, like Carmella, who was good in her with her shtick, she's better now because she has a title. It's a, it's a different thing of them putting a title on Roman Reigns. You know, because he's not in hands, but it doesn't do anything. Whereas her being the being the champ, you take her a little bit more seriously. And she had already been giving you good material to begin with. And she she's viable. And, you know, you can buy her as a heel champion, a quality heel champ. So it worked for her. Sometimes it also, doesn't Also, keep work. in mind, they did the thing. They did the WWE thing where the challenger beats the champ on the go-home show. So, like, Carmella did tap out the Oscar and the eight. Ten, wait no the 10 woman tag on smackdown so in tradition there's a high probability that carmilla will be getting her win back on sunday all right next up uh, we got we got roman reigns the chosen one the messiah the samoan jesus versus jinder mahal hard body mahal our canadian who's from india <laughs> oh man um roman vanquishes gender in much the same way as he found him down the hallway and around the corner when he went searching for him asking everybody yo we're gender at we're gender at he happens to be recording what right up the hallway from me because we're in an arena and there's only limited places you can go yeah come on Yo, props to Jinder for continuing to try and do his interview when it's known that, like, yo, Roman's looking for him, you know. Yes, around the corner <laughs> and walking up the hall. Hey, it's Jinder doing an interview backstage. Look, it's the fake curtain thing. Yeah. Oh, snap. Uh, Let, let's brawl. Yo, remind, remember, Jinder is only at half strength one right now because he's missing a... Uh, an assist character. He's one uh, Sing brother down. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're correct. You know, and Roman Reigns, once he put, because he faced him in the hallway without his chest plate. So his defense so, was like negative 50. But once so, he gets in the ring, and he has his chest protector on. So for you Marvel players out there, this is basically like um, Jinder trying to play his three-man team, but he doesn't have his Sentinel exists. Always got his Doom Rocks, and Doom Rocks is pretty good. But you know, you got you got to have that that Mango Sentinel come in with the Doom Rocks, so you can get that you know delayed hyper combo. Ginger just can't do it, <laughs> and he's out of X Factor. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so uh, yo, the next uh, match up, we have a uh, a headband versus Sami Zayn. <laughs> yo they are doing so much dumb crap with bobby <laughs> oh, lashley they just had him run an obstacle course to prove that he was on the in the army well hell that could have just proved he went to elementary school i mean you had to do that kind of crap in in gym back in the day i mean nowadays they probably don't do gym or physical education but come on you're in the army so they said I can up. confirm that they, they still have physical education. Um, the kids are now riding longboards, and it's pretty hilarious because a lot of these kids can't balance and they go flat on their faces. Wow. <laughs> oh, but man. just the just the the the, the WWE ness of it all. He's crawling under the thing. Oh, he's scaling walls. Yo, you can tell this is like Vince's personal segment. Like he is. He is personally writing this shit for Bobby. No, I mean, I was like, these are some quality props. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell, WWE? He's flipping a tire down the ramp. 
What does this have to do with a feud between the two of them? I have no idea. No idea, but it's zany. So I don't really care about this match. I don't care. I haven't cared about the buildup. I just want to be, I'll be glad when it's over. I'll be so I, I, glad when it's over. And I'm just like, and I don't know. I don't know what you can do with Bobby Lashley from here on out. Like, he's just a cartoon character now. He looked like one, and now they're treating him like one. I, allegedly, I don't know. Where, where he was before he came back to WWE, I think he in his MMA and, and whatever, he was wrestling in these, these gyms somewhere for some, I don't know, wrestling company. Uh, he's doing his best work as a heel. Why the hell is he not a heel? Why? Well, when they had him with, um, you know, the MVP in wherever he was, good stuff. Let somebody else do the talking. Let him show up and beat the crap out of people. It worked. But, yo, if his finisher is legit, that damn suplex. I, we need to talk. All right. I understand they don't want him to do the spear because, you know, Roman's got it. and Everyone's damn near experienced. So. All right. Do they not want him to do the Dominator anymore? Uh, suplex? All right, whatever. Bobby's got this one. Uh, next one, we have Seth Rollins, CrossFit Jesus. we got way too many Jesuses in here. Um, versus Elias for the Intercontinental Championship. I actually see Elias getting the win. His name is Elias... And I think the WWE is going to choose right now to walk with Elias. And they're going to feud for the summer. And it'll actually be greatness. Because Seth Rollins and Elias have both delivered quality matches. And they're good um, when it comes to talking that trash on the mic. So they're going to let this ride out. I could see him capturing the belt. And then this playing out until SummerSlam. Um. I can definitely. I think it's probably gonna be like wrestling match of the night because uh, Seth Rollins is involved. True, I, true. I do see like all right, um, Elias winning this, and I also like foresee a situation where Elias hits Rollins with the guitar. Right, Rollins is knocked out, referee's distracted, and then makes a pin, and is like, "Yo, where did all these guitar pieces come from? Why is the ring so dirty? Oh well, there's someone. Let me one, two, three. <laughs> you know." Uh, <laughs> a little Eddie Guerrero flash, you know. Um, let me. Yo, let me. what was it like two weeks on Raw? Um, didn't Elias DDT Seth Rollins on a steel chair in front of the referee, and the referee still did the pin? It may have like, been no DQ. <clears throat> no, it was. It was not a no DQ match. It was a standard tag match. It was. I think the referee was out of position. And I think the referee was supposed to be distracted, but like, no, he definitely got DDT'd on a chair in front of you, my dude. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it was the same night uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, it was the same night Baron Corbin became Constable Corbin and decided to call shenanigans on like Bailey just randomly joining a match. Like, you can't just like. Which is, as an aside, one of the smarter moves they've done. They've actually freshened up Baron Corbin, they've cut off his greasy hair. And, you know, they're actually doing something that could actually play out with this. So, they I might be injured. He might be. But it still gives him something to do. It's, and it's still like, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Just Dick Constable Baron Corbin. Like, like it is like, yeah. Um, so, Elias, man. Elias, he gets it. He wins his title. But is he going to be able to carry the belt and the guitar at the same time? That might be the true challenge of Elias. Because I'm still waiting on that mixtape. Well, you keep waiting on, Playboy. <laughs> All right, next up, we have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke. Hit you in the dick, Nakamura. Um, some of the things I thought were funny in the promotion leading up to this last main standing match is that the WWE was like highlighting some articles that different publications had wrote about the AJ Styles Nakamura feud how they had wrestled four times in a month. Now, the WWE had 
position these articles as like, oh, everyone's talking about it. But if you read the articles, everyone's like, why have they wrestled so many times? This is awful. You have ruined this. <laughs> so, um, could definitely see uh, Shinsuke going for the nut shot and AJ revealing that he has a cup on and then him kind of tossing the cup or some stupidness and then getting the uh, nut shot again and going down for the count. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That, ladies and gentlemen, that laugh he just gave was comedy. <laughs> like, damn, like, yeah, okay, it's, it's they've, they've done it four times. I'm just, they've, they, they have ruined this. They have, and it's because of the shenanigans. Like, the WWE is so afraid just to have someone take, like, a clean pin, and they don't know how to deal with that. Like, you know, wrestlers can't just lose. And um, they always need an excuse, which is, you know, I'm on, like I said, Dominion was last week, and I'm on my New Japan high, but losing factors in heavily for New Japan. A lot of characters are made based off of when and how they lose. And normally, they're hard-fought, you know, losses. Like, they didn't go out looking like a chump. It's just, yo, this guy was the better wrestler at that night. And it comes back into play. It it enhances their characters. They learn from it. So the next time they wrestle, they don't lose in the same fashion. Like, they've learned from it. This entire feud from AJ and Nakamura, while, like, the matches have gotten better it's just the finishes have just been so awful and they've painted the aj styles character as an idiot like when he first got here when he wrestled john cena and roman reigns and all that this whole thing was like i'm the best wrestler in the world i'm the smartest wrestler in the world so every time they fought like aj's had a counter for his opponents and he learned from the other matches with nakamura he's still getting hit in the dick like he had after match one have you not learned Hashtag W W E logic. So, um, maybe they won't do the cup, Illa, because everyone's been calling for the cup since like the first nut shot. So at this point, maybe AJ like does like a backflip, like he's going to, you know, kick him in the balls or whatnot, and then. AJ like flips out the way and Nakamura doesn't know what to do. He's like, oh, my secret weapon. And then, you know. Yeah, I'm going with Shinsuke finally gets the win through nut damage. And then we continue this feud through, uh, I guess, SummerSlam because, you know, he's going to have to have his, his rematch. Yes. Okay. Um, We got the first of two. Money and Bank matches. We have the ladies, which features Lana, Natalia, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Ember Moon, Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. I had a few notes here. Um, I'm a little sad that Iconics are not in this match now. Because on SmackDown, when Peyton Royce and Billy Kay were like making fun of the girls... And they're making fun of Charlotte, like, woo, woo, woo. And they made fun of, like, Naomi and Lana's dance, which was kind of good and kind of terrible. I was like, damn, yo. Like, these two girls are, like, everything. I just I just need the Iconics on commentary just shitting on people, just doing the mean girl thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that this match is going to be dope. For the talent in it. I love the women's matches. And you have a match with Ember and Naomi and Sasha, Alexa Bliss, Natty. I can take or leave uh, Lana. Uh, Becky Moon is alrightish to me. And Charlotte is eh. eh. But Look, my concern is that Charlotte or Ember might try and kill themselves doing something off the ladder. Oh, yeah. Charlotte is going to do the moonsault. And Ember Moon is going to do the um, Stone Cold Stunner thing that she does, the Eclipse, um, off the ladder on someone. 
Ah, a nice little thunder and lightning in the background of the H-Town skies. Yo, shout uh, out to Mother Nature. So, yeah. Who do you think's going to get the win, though? Man, I don't even know. Like, I, okay, just, just for how hilarious it would be, Lana. If Lana wins, Rusev has to win. Rusev has to win. All right? And, um... I just that's just that's gotta happen. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. And um my long term story for Rusev is Rusev discovers that Lana's actually not Russian, that she's American. And he has to <laughs> he has to like like everything he believes in, he has to now question everything. He has to question Rusev Day. He has to question the loyalty of Aiden English. He has to question his own wrestling ability. <laughs> Cause his whole world has been alive. <laughs> But then he overcomes it because of the power of love, and he cashes in and becomes the championship, and it's actually Rusev Day. So, um, that's my finishing booking. But like, yeah, if if Lana wins, like, it's got to come with the pairing of Rusev. But when was the last time? Um, who won last year? Carmilla won last year, right? The I- thing is, babyface champ champions don't really work. I think the last time a baby fit baby face uh money in the bank briefcase winner worked was Rob Van Dam cuz he challenged Cena at that pay-per-view and that was the story. You know, like yo, I'm challenging at ECW. I'm going to take your title. I'm going to make the ECW championship and then promptly get stripped of it because I'm smoking weed. <laughs> Um, I think the dark horse to win this actually would be Naomi. That's my pick. I don't know that it would happen, but that's my pick. Their Ember Moon is on on fire right now. Becky Lynch, they don't know what to do with. Sasha Banks, they always fuck over and shit on. Lana, <laughs> no. Natty, maybe. Alexa Bliss is kind of too obvious charlotte is definitely who the wwe would back um so i feel like charlotte doesn't need that briefcase yeah like she's gonna get that belt regardless and but i'm thinking like charlotte and ember moon don't really need it and it's in terms of the the company is backing them so they're gonna get their chances at a title shot um naomi the company likes her but they kind of keep her an upper mid card of the women's division, and this could be a way to actually get some burn back under her. How are they um, not selling like glow in the dark, like everything. jackets yet, or like everything, or like wigs? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are they not doing that? So WWE. that's that's how that's who I'd, I'd pick. Naomi's gonna is who I'm choosing. I, I'm I, I kind of feel list. like I don't. I think it's a pick 'em. But I'm definitely I'm just, gonna, just to make a choice. I'm gonna go with Naomi. I'm looking at the list and I'm like, okay, who hasn't won a title yet? Uh, it's basically Lana and Ember, right? Like out of that list, those are the two that haven't won a title. So I'm like, it, if they really use the briefcase to, to elevate people, it, it, it might be Lana, and it. It might be Moon. Because right now, Lana and Rusev are kind of doing the tweener thing where they're, they're, they're heels, but not really. You know, they're, they're just so popular. Um, and a cash-in would give Lana... It would hide her lack of wrestling ability right now. But then again, like I feel like she's so bad. Like, you can't have her win. Um... But I think it, it it could be one of the two people that doesn't have a a championship under him, and um, it's it's Ember or Lana, or as we discussed earlier, Natalie. If Ronda wins, Natalie, uh, excuse me, not Natalie, Natalia. Yeah. Uh, who the hell's Natalie? <laughs> Which is what I wonder every time you make that same mistake. <laughs> All right, yo, it's 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 uh it's Natty, um, so she can betray her friends as she 
is often to do. Uh, so, I, I'm gonna say Lana. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm like, yeah, yeah, gang, gang. All right, yo, the men's money in the bank ladder match. We have Samoa Joe. All respect on his name. Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Rusev. Yo, Illa, happy Rusev Day to you. <laughs> happy Rusev Day to you, my dude. <laughs> Finn Balor, and let's just say all of the New Day. It's no DQ match. How the hell they all not wrestle? <laughs> um, I think the the member of the New Day is going to be Kofi Kingston, and he's going to be the one to win the Money in the Bank um, match. And I think that um, what's my man's name? Uh, Xavier Woods prediction of trying to get the belt on Kofi is going to come through because of this. I think it's going to be a good action-packed match, but I think it's going to if if Kofi if Kofi is the I think that's going to be it because they haven't they've intentionally not said who the member of the New Day is, and so I think for the 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 logic kind of leads you to a Big E. But I think it's going to be Kofi. And if it's Kofi, mm-hmm. I think he's going to win a match. I think I really, that would be a real, like, you know, dream come true type of, like, you know, you know, storybook magical moments that the WWE likes to create. I mean, the New Day, they, they still have that crossover appeal, man. Like, they're at E3 right now, and people are loving them up at E3. And, uh, and you know, Kofi's been there for years. You know, I mean, he's underrated as a wrestler. I don't think people think, um, you know, Kofi can go or be championship material. But um, I, I think that would be great. And um, you just because really, like who, who, whoever wins the new day, they all win. And that's the thing I like. And there's there's a real brotherhood between those guys. And I think that is that is what's endeared the gimmick. Um for I, I approaching three years now they're even at like they're at GameSpot at e3 and they were talking about how the pancakes happen how like <laughs> how they're just doing like cosplay and like kofi kingston was like yo be your costume's missing one thing and you need you need flapjacks you can't be a lumberjack without flapjacks and um you know they got approval to do the pancakes and the next week um they were talking to vince mcmahon and they're like hey can we we still got pancakes? Can we do the pancakes again? And Miss was like, "Why aren't you doing pancakes?" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, you know, apparently Vince will let those boys roll what they want, man. But I really do think, man, like, I'm hoping it's Kofi. Like, I'll be super excited. I I mean, Samoa Joe, that's that's the homie since way back when. You know, he's going to choke out people uh, eventually. Like, here's the thing. Like, a ladder match isn't necessarily WWE Samoa Joe specialty. Because his specialty is choking out people. All right? You can't win a match like that. So, I understand Samoa Joe is probably going to be choking somebody out. And then someone's going to jump off the ladder on him while he's choking out somebody. You know? Um, and he's going to be taking out the match like that. They got to take out Braun Strowman. Like, if it's not like a surprise... Like, it's either Balor, Kofi, or The Miz. That's real. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Like, Miz is an obvious choice because it's like, all right, Miz, he's the heel. He is, uh, like, next to Samoa Joe, he is the only other heel in here. And that is, like, you know, basic, basic WWE booking. Miz gets the money in the bank. He cashes in. Gets a championship. He now is a champion. He's got to deal with Daniel Bryan. Daniel yes. Bryan beats The Miz, becomes a championship, um, and cements this return story. I mean, I think that's the other most obvious route. Because <clears throat> I would pick The Miz because of that, what you just mentioned. But I'm just, you know, hoping that's not the case. So that's what I'm doing. I feel like they can they can do that Miz and Daniel Bryan thing. Like they can do that later on. You know what I'm saying? 
But I feel like we don't need to be in holding patterns with championships. Like, yo, just give Kofi the belt. You know, let him have the belt for like, you know, a couple of months. Give him the gender thing. He actually sells stuff on like gender. Um, no shots to hard body. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, like, yeah, Miz can be fine. He's got a baby to take care of. He got a show on E. Like, he doesn't need, he doesn't need that belt or briefcase, you know. Um, but yeah, that's money in the bank. It's probably going to be disappointing. <laughs> probably in fact we're, we're fairly certain but hey you know maybe there'll be a, a gem or two in there watch it with friends you know so you can share the disappointment <laughs> ah that's yes good idea spread so. spread the disappointment out amongst your friends and let them get depressed too <laughs> Yo, you can find us at on Twitter. Let me get the right at at Slam Rose Pod. That is at Slam Rose Pod. Uh, find us for uh, random thoughts and musing. Uh, you'll you'll know that uh, Illa quite enjoyed the Incredibles too. Following us on Twitter, I did uh, indeed. Uh, you can find me at Bowman One Two L. That's at Bowman One Two L. Um. And at Illawaii C. Yeah. Holla at your man. Hot boys. Um, shout out to New Japan. This G it's only it's only gonna get hotter for the summer. This is G1, man. Kenny Omega's got the belt. And and he's coming to oh. That's right, he's coming to my neck awards for CEO. Got CEO coming up. So I'm gonna see Kenny with that big old belt. So um yeah. Yo, holla at your boys. See y'all next time.